0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, UnitedHealthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you
0: talking about, you
1: insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
0: Silence. Welcome to Up to 90. You're such a professional putting your phone on silent. You do care about this podcast. I knew it.
1: Well, not that anyone's going to ring me, but you just, you know, the way like your phone's on the table and just makes that big. Oh,
0: well, I'm still battling with the Google phone. You know, I was wondering why. I wasn't getting calls. So I have been missing calls left, right and centre for the last five weeks. And it turns out I've had my phone on Do
1: Not Disturb. I think I saw this on your stories because a couple of times you said to me, oh, did you? sorry, did you call me? And I was like, yeah, but I didn't think anything of it. I just thought you were busy with Ted or whatever, you know what I mean? But there you go or having a breakdown yeah.
0: let's say so you're like not it's not one or the other so I've been no, on Do Not Disturb for yeah. weeks I mean think of all I mean look Orty have probably been calling and calling and calling they can't get through Emma up to 90
1: up to
0: Sure. Um, teach car if you're listening. I am available
1: for work. Did you have a nice come man? This thing, like when I was growing up, this was not a thing at all. Nobody mentioned
0: snowflake, well, man.
1: Me. It's, and see, in my world, it's a fairly recent thing. And then last year, was it last year? Uh, I remember seeing like people posting pictures with their mates out for na mBan doing their like brunch thing or whatever. And I was like, what's this all about? Like,
0: I love the way only Emma Doran could say that the whole thing with the Three Kings. Yeah, that's kind of a, a recent thing. That whole new no Three reason. Kings I'm bringing not, the no, gifts. No, no. Like this is this kind of new wave. Millennium. No. no it's, I thing, know, no. The, the thing, thing of the going out thing. for drinks. You think that's a recent thing?
1: No, the whole nulig Naman, like women's Christmas, that's new to oh, me. No. I know oh no! Oh yeah! Free cake and everything, and I know it's not a new thing. I'm just saying it's new. It's relatively new in my world.
0: Yeah, I well, no, you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone in that, though. I think it's something now. The last few years, because of course it's always been very big in the West, and it's all I think particularly actually Cork and Kerry. It's quite big. Okay. In the whole no like the thing. But like when I was growing up, I always, I used to think when I was very small, when I was a small girl, I used to think that it was an ABBA day because there was always an ABBA-esque evening down the hotel or in one of the pubs or whatever. So I genuinely did believe that the reason like the moms and the aunties were all getting dressed up and having their few tipples going out for the night was because this was the day that we celebrated the ABBA, the band. And then when I found out that my aunt's husbands, nieces and nephews, they live in Spain and they used to get their presents and stuff on, you know, the way in Spain, the 6th of January is the big day for the
1: gifts. Great, and all that. But I remember
0: as a child thinking, but this doesn't make any sense. I mean, look, I like ABBA, but it's a public holiday in Spain. Like surely that's going a bit far. So it was relatively recently for me that I got the whole... Gist of what it was about, but no, I mean, obviously, Girls Saying cancelled this year, but it would have always been a big thing actually in our house.
1: No, I don't think it was mine, and even I was talking about it with Shane earlier. Our build up to the sixth was moving the three kings around the house. Oh, yeah, that was always a bit of crack. And and Shane's been saying the fact of like they finally, finally make the crib, and like, boom, crib. Crib closed. packed that up until next year. Like they'd only got there, and it was like, "See, is now game over. Party over. But, party over." But um, no, I never um, I never knew about the no. Like no, mom, and I just assumed that y- you would know about it because being like a whale goer. Well, it's, it's, I mean, you used to do this other thing. What's this other thing that you do? something to do with the wren or something what's that one all about oh yeah that's,
0: that's where everyone oh, that's so much fun down in tingle everyone dresses what's up It's like Halloween. So basically, everyone covers their faces. You get masks, you dress up, and you go around. And traditionally, of course, you used to go around and it was kind of like, you'd perform like you do a little party piece at the houses and the pubs and people would give you money. So it's just a big drinking day. And you have like your different rans. So in Dink and I, you'd have like the John Street ran and the New Street ran and you'd have different themes. And it's all completely top top secret. And like, you don't know who people are. And like, I, I remember like as a, as a younger person. So in my early twenties and teen years and stuff, like you'd always have people coming up saying, well, you know who? and you'd be like, it was so disconcerting always. Cause you're like, have I shifted him? I don't know because he's dressed as SpongeBob.
1: So that's Stevens day. What date is that? Stevens day. Oh, the 26th of December? Yeah. Was that when you do it?
0: That's when you do it. And it's so funny because here, like say this is not, I'm not just you know, saying this now. It, I
1: don't call it Stephen's Day either. I call it Stephens's. <laughs> so what? Stephens's Day? What'd you say? Stephens's Day? Stephens's Day, oh, Stevens 100%. Day. No, you're correct in saying Stevens I? Day. Oh I? Well, I don't think it's- is- a lot of Irish people, and I say it that like I'm not even messing or like trying to think about it. I say it's Stevenson's day, but this ran ran thing, I didn't know. I thought that was like some sort of like culty guy Fox thing, like that no, one. No, I like, mean, well, it's no.
0: There's like it's there's none of this. Like, well, I guess. <sighs> It's, when I say it's somewhat sadistic, it's not because the whole Guy Fawkes thing is like, let's pretend we're burning this man. But you do get an L fake Ren bird. but you, like it's referred to as the Rans Day, but the Ren bird, and you're supposed to put it on a pole. There is that kind of pagan vibe to it, but really it's just a bit of crack. Everyone dresses up, you go drinking for the day, but like no word of a lie. People in Dingle would be counting down to the Rans Day rather than Christmas Day. You'd be like only two days to go. Like it's, it's just this, it's so much fun. Like it's great crack. I can't believe the one year Fred is living in West Kerry. He doesn't get to do this because I mean, going around all dressed up, drinking for the day in disguise with a drum armed with a musical instrument. Like that's Fred's dream. And he's been denied that. Once again, is the cure worse than the disease? That's what we have to ask ourselves, Emma. And is this like,
1: would everyone be out on the street giving it loads? Well,
0: I mean, yeah, it's a huge, it is, it is a really big thing. And like, it's not just limited to like younger people because it's very much a generational thing. Now, of course you will meet people who absolutely hate it because it is a big drinking day and it's, that's not for everyone. But like, you may as well get on board because if you're going to be out and about on that day, it's just such a head wreck. People coming up to you all day. Oh crusty because you know the way my for my nickname we've discussed this was (laughs) crusty not as in knickers as in the clown we discussed this on the patreon one thing that did pique my interest i was curious to get your thoughts did you see jess redden no so you know she's trapped in a hotel room in australia in quarantine and she's exercising around her room so she's done the equivalent of a marathon in her hotel room. So she's proving to all of us.
1: So who's Jess Redden now? Is she an English athlete? No, it's Jess Redden.
0: Isn't that her name? She's like, I tell you, she's <laughs> a great influencer, but she's she's actually studying pharmacy. Um but she, oh, okay. and she's quite big on the gram. I just want to see, do I have her right name? Is it Jess Brennan, maybe? Do I have the right Jess Brennan? Jess Redden, Instagram. Okay. So you do, oh yeah. Future pharmacist. Yeah. Okay. So she's in her hotel room currently and she's just exercising around the clock. Oh, so she's Rob Carney's missus. Sorry. Of course you would have gotten it straight away. I'm sure if I said Rob Carney's missus. So yeah, they're in the Australian hotel and they have to obviously stay there for two weeks as part of quarantine. And like it's like it's unbelievable i i have to sit down every day and watch a routine while i'm eating a chocolate square just to actually i i just can't i can't believe what is unfolding before my eyes like, who has, because she sits, and I have to say no fair play to her and all the rest, but yeah. she sits on the hotel carpet, and she's, you know, doing her squats, doing the sit-ups. Who has ever sat on a hotel carpet and not fallen asleep? Like, even in the middle of the day, if I'm sitting on a hotel carpet, I'm going for a few Zs. Like, it's, it's so... <laughs> antithetical to my personality to lie in a hotel carpet and not just go to sleep
1: regardless of the time of day Do you know what I find so funny though is that you, you can't in this situation you can't win because you know the way like one of the constant boring questions that they ask stars is like what's your secret and it's always like you know, I always make sure to wear some cream and I try and get a bit of exercise every day. Like just, you know, I move my body. They never get into like the grueling fucking, (laughs) what's actually going on. Do you know what I mean? So she's obviously somebody who's showing exactly what level of fitness she's at and what she does to maintain her fantastic physique or whatever and if we find out the level of work that goes into it we're all just gonna go a bit much isn't it and if these people kind of say oh like i just do like you know 10-15 minutes of yoga every day and that's pretty much it you know don't restrict myself in any way people are like pull the fuck off pull the other one yeah so I kind of feel for these people in the like well you can't win part of their brand is the fitness thing or you know it is their as aesthetic how they look their physique or whatever they cannot win or like you know the way isn't it um wasn't it j-lo recently that's been uh, saying the benefits of some oil like some face oil or whatever and people are like yeah j-lo well, like would you just kind of like let's be honest about like the work that you've had done like it's not physically even with good genes and like eating whatever whatever you've had well, yeah. some help well it's like- the line that they all uses. I don't know if you've seen it, but the line that they all use, like Jennifer Allen, whatever, is they all say, do you know, what? I tried, um, I tried Botox and it just wasn't for me. And you're like, yeah, fair enough. But what are you, what are you doing now? Because you didn't yeah, just do Botox and stop and say, oh, that's no. it for me. You're obviously getting some. else. You're injecting. You yeah. Buns. You've got something else that's better than Botox. Tell us yeah. all what the fuck
0: it is. Well, they're it's saying, I said no to Botox, but I said yes to face transplant. It's just like, <laughs> okay, there has to be a happy meeting there. But I must qualify by saying I do genuinely, what I like about Jess Redden um, is not just the fact she's going out with my mate, Rob Kearney. Because, oh yeah, this is how it piqued my interest initially. Because do you remember mm. I did the rugby show with Rob Kearney? And it was so funny because yeah. I was just there for shits and giggles. And like they rang me, um, Lovely Luke in TV3 rang me and was like, oh, don't suppose you're into rugby. I was like, am I? But I mean, look, fleeting interest. My it, Now, I used to be kind of into it, obviously, when I was going out for the shift. And it was a good way to go out and kind of just scope the place if you were pretending you were interested in rugby. But I, I did have a, I did genuinely go through a period of my life, I would liken it to the 90s Man United period that we all went through when we were suddenly MU fans. Like I did like it for a period, but I, I mean, that period has long since passed And I went on the show and like Rob, the, he did ask me, he's like, do you, are you into rugby? And I, I don't even, I don't actually think we were filming at this point. It was just chatting. So I was like, yeah. oh, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say into rugby. Like, I do think the best thing about having a boyfriend now is no longer having to pay tag rugby because of all the broken fingers. That jokes I reeled out before. But he was just looking at me like, is this one for real? And then... We're in good old Mirren, who we absolutely love and adore. We did the first segment, it was very clear I did not have a clue about rugby. I think at one yeah. point I talked about Rob scoring a goal and I was not joking. I was like, How does it feel to score a goal? And he was like, Sorry. And then we <laughs> was like, just back. at the break, she was like, just to say, Julie, you love rugby, don't you? I was like, Absolutely. And then somebody in the audience was like, ask Rob a question. So the only question I could think back, I went back into the tank into the think tank and I thought back to our Paul McGrath interview do you remember when I asked him Uh, where would you keep your wallet when you were playing football so I asked Rob that and he was like oh we'd I'd bring it with me on the pitch we'd have zip up pockets and it was this kind of game of cat and mouse with myself and Rob that I was like are you flirting with me is that what's happening now because I'm okay with that, I like but I also like that Jess is studying pharmacy, and she talked about as well her her poor old dad died a few months back as well. So that's part of the okay. reason. Like I'm going to live in Oz for six months, but like it's I mean fair fucks to them is all I have to say. They can't even open the windows in the hotel room. They're there for fourteen days.
1: <sighs>
0: Australia, yeah. they're not they're
1: not messing around in Australia. I mean. To be honest, like if I had to go and stay in a hotel room with my partner for fourteen weeks, I mean it could be worse. Like she's not, she wasn't on my radar at all. Purely because like I've no interest in rugby and I've no interest in rugby stars. I just find that like, is there an is there an interesting one? Like your man with the mullet, whoever the fuck he is, he seems like he'd probably be be a bit of crack. And the lad with the big bald head. What about Donica O'Callaghan? Which one's he? You
0: know, he's from Cork and he does Ireland's Fittest Families. And he's quite affable, tonica And he's done
1: a bit of kids oh, yeah, in Yeah, he's, he's a bit yeah, of no, he's right. He seems a bit of crack. But like for them, like Rob Carney, I'd have absolutely no interest in him. The other lad, what's the other lad who's his generation? Kind of blondy hair. A little Ryan O'Driscoll. Fella. Not Brian O'Driscoll Peter no, Stringer. Like, no, he's he's the baldy lad. No, the guy. Peter he's Stringer. Ads, watches it. He's no, bald no and I said small. not the. No, not the little small bald lad. Oh, Kean.
0: Little... Kean who went out with Honey Carpenter.
1: Is that like absolutely no interest in him either? Keen he Healy. He like, oh. No, it wasn't him either. It was such... and he had...
0: And he has the pug, and he looks like a pug. And I can say no, that because Kean Healy said that about himself.
1: No, it's definitely not him either. Now, it's just the whole vibe would be. Now, Kane Healy seems like he'd be a bit of crack. It's the other fella. He's, he was doing ads for watches, but there's just, uh, there's just, uh, just, it just seems a bit snoozeville. And well,
0: what I liked about Kean is footballers
1: misses like. The footballers and the women that's around football to me are just seem more interesting. Than well, like I the mean, gang.
0: Of course, I mean that's why we were all watching footballers' wives and not Premier League games. Like it was all, it's all about. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the women. Like, come on, like that's it's They're Premier always going to be.
1: What, what did, did you, you say? say? I said, "Is Premier, is Premier League not football, or is there Premier League games in rugby? Is that what it is?" <gasps> Um, But I I, I said the Premier League as in that's why we're watching
0: Footballers lives versus Premier League. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the show with Chardonnay and Co? Yeah, of course. Are Uh, you having a stroke? uh, What's going on
1: this evening? No, I just... No, I'm trying to express how we feel about rugby, but it's very. No, I get them. it. I don't know anyone's names or know anything about it. I do. No, I no. And do you know There are actual factual reasons why I don't. Have no I did.
0: In. I did have a passing interest when the likes of Brian O'Driscoll and Donegal Callan and stuff were, play, were playing rugby. I did laugh during the week because um, an ad came on from Ireland's fitness family. And do the ad is like, last week I lost a family. I can't lose one again. And for one terrible moment, I was like,
1: did someone yeah. die? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, speaking, God.
0: actually, speaking of death, did you see that awful story trending yesterday? Poor old um, Tanya Roberts from that 70s show was reported dead. And Ashton Kutcher had to tweet and say, she's not actually dead guys. Like this is not the case. And her partner was actually on a show in America discussing her death when he was informed that she was not actually dead. And her agent had reported she was dead. Now, to be fair, my agent, I'm sure at various stages has presumed also that I'm dead. Like there's nothing, there's nothing new there. That's
1: bizarre though, that the partner was on TV talking about very,
0: it. Very, very strange. Yeah. Very odd. God. But then the awful thing was she did actually die.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: And Fred was saying the exact same thing happened with Tom Petty. So obviously, the poor woman, and he said this is what happened with Tom Petty as well that um, they were in ICU or they were in critical care. And somewhere along the way, it got misconstrued, and somebody put up on Twitter, this person is dead. Then they had to say this person isn't dead, and then it turns out oh, actually the person is dead. It's just, I mean, a shit show. This happened yesterday.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: I know the what? poor woman. And even you know, you don't know, you don't know what happened. But even looking at the partner now, in comparison to you know, they showed a picture from say I don't know maybe fifteen years ago of the two of them, and I just thought yeah. even looking at him yesterday. Oh, you just think, okay. I don't think life has been kind to these people. Like it just, it you know, he just looked, yeah. He he looked like life had not been too kind to him. So you do then think, oh God, I I don't know what the situation was, but I did really, I did really feel for her. I mean, that just must be horrendous. Imagine your own agent saying she's dead.
1: Well. I'm not saying that I don't feel for her, but if everyone thought she was dead and she wasn't, and then she ended up dead, I'm assuming that she was. was she aware in any stage? Day.
0: Yeah. She probably wasn't I aware, mean, I don't hopefully. think
1: hearing about herself being dead when she wasn't dead tipped her over the edge. I'm sure it was like a process. I don't know. And I'm not saying I don't feel bad for her, but I think the people who I'd be thinking of would be the family. You know, getting oh, the message. Yeah, no, no, she's not dead. There's been a mistake. No, actually,
0: sorry, she is dead now. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Um, in other news, Norma Foley coming out, Minister for Education. So funny. I think, Norma, um, I think I speak on behalf of most people when I say this. First of all, serious whack of sail away off that outfit yesterday, wasn't there? What was going on with that? Away, it's just, sail away,
1: sail away. She basically looks like, if anyone doesn't know what she looks like, it's basically the singer Enya, if she had been in the, like, you know, she's kind of hidden away or whatever, that basically where she's been is she's been in the Iona Institute. That's what the, that's what yeah, the mix is.
0: It is. It's
1: Enya's castle meets Iona Institute. You're right. And, and you know Norma looked like that um our debs like she's always been rocking the pearl earrings the pearl necklace that's the grey that's the lippy this is what she's her getting this is my look deal with it and she's one of those ones where you could find out that like she's our age or she's 60 and each oh, would yeah. be believable you've absolutely no idea What's going on there?
0: Yeah, I mean, she could, yeah, you're right. She could, She's
1: ageless in that way. Like, like a TV character comes to, well, several TV characters come to mind when I see her. But one of the first ones that comes to mind is like Krang from The Simpsons. I'm just waiting for her to take off her mask and unveil, unveil that she's actually a fucking alien from outer space. I don't understand how these people get so far and get to such high positions. And like, to put it nicely, you're like, is she the full whack?
0: I'm not sure if she is. I'll be honest, because she was on when she got the job. Now, now, I think just for our international listener, just to explain, Ireland is a little bit different from other countries. In other countries, you have career politicians. Now, that comes with its own disadvantages, but Ireland is probably the only country in the world that you could literally, as Norma was, be teaching the comparative study on a Friday to your English class class in a secondary school in Chile. And on Monday, you're the minister for education. And nobody understands what happens and happened in that intervening period. Now, I'm sure she was a very good teacher and I'm sure she's a lovely person all the rest, but what the fuck is going on? She got the job, went on Pat Kenny. Pat was like, are the schools going back? And every answer she responded with, I'm not a medical expert, Pat and it, it was just a very strange, awkward dynamic because you would ask right. very... First of all, Judy, you're still... I know what you're going to say about Pat Kenny. I've weaned myself missing. off. This was a few months ago. Um, I brought, I went from five days to four to three days to two to one and now I just check in every now and again because even by my standards, Pat just wasn't being positive enough. Like even Luke O'Neill couldn't bring the tempo up enough for me. I was like, sorry Pat I have to come back when there's a vaccine because you're bringing us all down here with your daily numbers. But no it was a very awkward interview that time and with the conference this week, did you watch it? The the media conference, she was an hour late, came on to say schools are safe, then said, I'm not going to take any questions, but I'll let Sean here take the questions and sat back down. Just bizarre.
1: I would say, I don't know how what type of teacher she was or whatever, but I know for a fact, personal opinion, know for a fact that she is the type of teacher who no matter what subject she teaches or whatever she orchestrates an opportunity to find out what the student's parents do for a living. Fact. She's one of them. Do you think she so? Makes it, yeah. She makes it her business to find out what the mother and father's job is. Because that's how she's going to get a sense of that student. She's one of them. I th- you know, there is. There's... I mean whack.
0: There's a serious whack up. There's something. There's a kind of a Princess Diana uh, panorama eyes vibe on occasion. And also I do feel with the brooches and the statement necklaces, I'm a big fan of a statement necklace, don't get me wrong. But again, there is the odour of an accessorised closing down sale about it all. Like there, there's just something there's too, I feel, and I say this when I look back um, during probably the most hairy periods of my life, you knew something was going on because I had a lot of accessories. I was really trying to, def- I was trying to deflect attention away from the big issues with my antique brooches and my bangles.
1: I know exactly what you mean because I did this in my last year of college, Right. So just the way I've said before, like I grew up like uh, like really having no interest in like my own weight or it's never something I was preoccupied with, right? And I always just uh, whatever the fuck I wanted. But then in my last year of college and obviously like I'm getting a bit older, I'm not a kid anymore, like I'm not climbing trees and stuff. I decided to give up smoking and I gave up smoking for four months and I just allowed myself to eat anything, like just anything I wanted. And I saw a photograph from our last day of college now I after I saw it it had been a goofy years since I'd set eyes on this photograph and probably at the time I didn't really look at it because it wasn't that interesting oh my god Judy I had not only had I piled on the pens but I piled on the accessories as well it's something like it's psychological like I don't think I was conscious about weight but I was probably like I, I probably felt like clothes weren't looking great on me. So I had some sort of layered thing going on on the top half, but it was just, I was bangled up to the knife. Sure, I was like a
0: cat. You could hear me coming. I was like a cat with a bell. Jingle, jangle. Here I come. Honestly, the bangles. And do you remember the Sienna Miller belts that were floating around? Oh
1: oh my god I can remember I had so
0: many I can remember I had a friend um, who was well I had a summer friend let's just say she was a summer friend she used to come to Dingle and she was from Ran and someone of the Raz I don't know but okay. she was such a style icon to me because shock her guess what colour hair she had land guess what she could do in the summer that we can't do Tant. Yeah, it's a given. Tick, tick. So she gave me a top tip because I had also piled on the pounds. Um, I hated my college course so much that I was having a burger a day. I'd go to Burger King for and I'd have a burger as a snack because somebody told me that oh, a remember, McDonald's burger.
1: The your burger snack favour yeah, Because
0: it's like somebody told me twenty five years ago that yeah, Weight Watchers say a McDonald's hamburger is a snack. So I just took that to mean I can have a big Mac Mean as a snack. So I was having my yeah. burger day, kinda of pound on the pounds, and she gave me um let's just call her Carla. Okay. That's so okay. Carla told me that um if I wanted to take rather than give up the burgers a day, what I could do was just go for a bigger belt because somebody would say, Oh, hang on a minute. Is that a big belt or is she just really, really thin? I was like, that makes so much sense. Thank you. So then I went through a phase where I used to have not one, but two Sienna Miller belts on. Essentially a corset over like a blouse, a business blouse. Do you remember that? And you know you'd, have the, your, you'd have you your, gray, your gray your grey corporate pennies pants. Okay. Obviously we're talking, this is before skinny. So they were completely shapeless. Yeah. And then you would have like. a Low
1: slum. Low, Low slung, Low slum. You'd have
0: slung. a spaghetti top. Okay. Push up bra. You'd have yeah. your shirt, a nice crisp pennies shirt. And then you'd top it all off with your sienna winter belt and your bangles. And you were good to go.
1: This is making me fucking puke. I'm getting so many fucking flashbacks of the fucking shite. The fucking shite that we wore. I mean, I think. We all talk about the 90s, but like, no one's really talking about the 90s. The cowboy boots?
0: (laughs) The cowboy boots, Emma? I don't think we're. Right. Do you know what I think? Because we have some exciting news in the pipeline. Jangling. We're jingle jangling our way over to it's new not the jingle venture. On the
1: cowboy boots as well.
0: I think no. It's something we're going to have to talk more about at a later stage for sure. But I think you know it's only fair when we discuss Norma's choice of accessories that we you know full disclosure here. We've you know we've, we've yeah no, for accessorizing.
1: It's not the accessories, like, don't get me wrong, they're not helping. It's just the vacant, dead-behind-the-eyes stare. And I just just don't think she's the full whack. I don't think she knows what's going on. I mean, even basic, and I know it's not a requirement of somebody, you know, in the position that she's in, but I'm pretty sure she wouldn't even know what a chicken fillet roll is. I'm pretty sure, like, she's never even heard of that like the simplest of cultural references, I'm sure she has no idea what they are. I don't know where she's been. Like, do we have evidence of her being in a school? Has she been, has she honestly been on the planet her whole life? You know what? You know
0: why I do actually feel such sympathy for her, just as a teacher, to think she was probably taking the high road in some kind of conflict situation last year. So, you know, she... Gone into a situation with the student, a student was in trouble. We've all had a student, like, you know, rub us up the wrong way or tell us to feck off or not bring their homework in for 30 days in a row, whatever it might be. But I do really feel for when I think of all the credibility she has lost with that student. Because that she, she, student is now seeing her fail on a national scale. Like that's no, why, as a human. I actually do really that, sympathize for her, but with no, her.
1: No, but you see, that's the one word you use there, human. The, these kinds of people, this kind of stuff does not affect them. They just go on to live another day. She will be unscathed from this. They always find a way. None of these people ever... You're never going to walk into Supermax. You're never going to go in to get I your burger when you snack. I love you keep bringing to, it back to Supermax. <laughs> no, but you're never going to go into McDonald's to get your burger snack. And it's going to be Norma serving you. Like, that is never going to happen. She will be fine. She will be well looked after.
0: Oh, yeah. These no, she will be fine. Friends. They are grand. I fucking but you know what? It just, it, I guess we've all applied for a job that we weren't qualified for. And yeah, but like, generally we like haven't gotten it.
1: I, I doubt very much that there was ever a time when one human being turned to another human being and said, see Norma, Norma's shit hot. If I, like, you want to see someone who knows their stuff? It's Norma. I can't imagine that ever happened to her in her life. I'm, I'd be sure enough she could whack out the rosary fairly lively. I'd say she's a dab hand at the fucking rosary.
0: Hail Mary, full of grace and all of scene, blah, 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 blah. Hail yeah. Mary, full of grace and of an It's like a cross between a racing commentator and a spiritual leader. I do love an I'd rosary.
1: Got, I'd say, you know, I'd say she has her talents. Well,
0: I think I do. I when I say I sympathise with her, I just feel we've all been in a situation where you were totally out of your depth. But I guess where you would not sympathise with her is there doesn't seem to be any self reflection here. So say now at the moment. I mean, even even coming out yesterday and saying about the schools are safe. You're like, how though? How would they be safe? I, you know, I mean that justifies all logic.
1: I know it's like the schools are safe but like you know uh you know Sandy Scissors in the town who has space for two clients at a time is not like not that I'm saying Sandy Scissors should be open but how do you say that you know what does Sandy, Sandy Scissors do safe? for a
0: living she can only have two clients at a time. I think that's all society should be taken.
1: Hairdresser. I was trying to think of a name of a hairdresser in the small town. And I just thought of the name of the hairdresser that Denise talks about in the royal family. But you know the way in small towns they have, the, it's not going to be a Peter Marks. It's going to be a... Um, no, it's going to be called Mary's. Yeah, no, but it always has a snazzy name, doesn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, like the cutback. like
1: yeah, or like this. Well, there's a barber's near us, and it's called Sporting Cuts. Nice, yeah. So they cut hair, and it's it's fellas. So we like, you know, we'll just. Well, call yeah, it you sporting. didn't you didn't
0: even have to throw that in there. Like I'm not rocking up with my like curly mane to Sporting Cuts and asking them to take yeah. care of this. Or my
1: my hairdresser's is called Highlights. Oh yeah, and you've got Emma does your hair. Yeah, well, I haven't. I obviously haven't seen her in ages. But I was trying to just think of a name of a hairdressers in the town. What do you, actually? What is
0: your hot take? Because of course, you have somebody doing the leaving search. Do you think the leaving Cert's going to go ahead? Do you think they'll close the schools for long? I think.
1: I think the leaving search will. Go ahead, uh, but I know this is going to be out. By then, so I'm probably going to look like an idiot, but I don't, I don't think the three day a week thing is going to go ahead. No, no, because I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's workable, and I think Ella was even like, "How would that even work?" And like, she, you know, she's obviously uh, into her studies, and you know, much prefer going into school than the Zoom classes and all of that. But she's like. I mean, the figures today were seven thousand six hundred and something. She's like, I don't feel like if she's not feeling comfortable about going into school, I can only imagine how the staff are feeling. You are going. It's just at the
0: at the the moment the numbers are so high that I really feel unless it's it's absolutely necessary, nobody can go anywhere. I mean I really feel that the, it's we're at a stage now with the numbers and I of course this is the first time it has happened like yes we had high numbers back in March but they were nothing like this like nowhere no. near this I think that the the, o- the only safe the option Yeah but like the only safe option is to not congregate indoors with people you do not live with like that's the only option that you have to stay no. with the people you live with unless absolutely necessary and unfortunately of course you know, that not everyone is in a position to do that. Like we all have people we know who have to go out and work in what really are unsafe places and, you know, go maybe in for treatments or whatever into, I mean, situations that might be less than 100% safe. But I mean, it's it's not actually an option at this point to send Leaving Cert kids in for three days a week because yes, they have an exam. But the most important thing is their health and keeping them safe. Aside from the staff, it's obviously not safe on the staff either. But ultimately, by sending the Leaving Cert kids in, you're kind of saying, yes, this is threatening your health, but your Leaving Cert is more important. No, that's totally topsy-turvy logic.
1: And the figures as I saw them in, like their age category, the... the The numbers are actually quite high they are high
0: and i and i think as well you know i i a lot of i think most of us not that we were ever there but most reasonable people have moved away from this thinking of oh it's just a flu i mean you know it's there's so much not known about this virus nobody wants to get it doesn't matter what age you are like it's, it, I think there's all, there's there was almost this attitude creeping in. Well, if a young, fit and healthy person gets it, they'll be okay. Like that's not the case. I, I really can't see. I just think the numbers are at such a stage now. They need to come out this week and say the leaving search isn't happening. That's what they've said in the UK. That's what they said in the North yesterday.
1: Yeah. Rather
0: than what's going to happen is they're going to keep saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I and then at the fine, happen. yeah. And at the final moment, they're going to say it's not going to happen. The jig is up. It's like when my mother was constantly telling me, I'm going to send you to boarding school. I'm going to send you to boarding school. And I was envisaging like Mallory Towers, midnight picnics. I was going to be playing tennis, swimming in the private swimming pool, like all this kind of stuff. I was going to be amongst my peers, amongst, amongst like my kindred spirits. and sure she would have been much better off to, I mean, listen, Julie, it's not going to happen rather than banging on about it for three years. Like no more than that. I, I feel with the Irish government now, the chick is up your nearest neighbor. We share a border with these people. They have said, and they're, they're way ahead in terms of the vaccine rollout. I know their numbers are much, much worse, but they have said they have to reach a certain point before the skills are gonna go back and that the exams aren't gonna happen. What makes us different? Like are we do we have that level of exceptionalism that we think this does not apply to us?
1: I mean it's ridiculous. It makes but no sense. sense. I feel like going ahead with it is purely for show because the students yes. this year have had such a disruptive year. They couldn't possibly be sitting a normal Leaving Cert paper. So they're not going to get the same kind of standard of paper that would have been previously have been given. So what's the point of going through the whole charade of having the Leaving Cert? Like just give them the predictive grades and be done with it. It's, it's strange, isn't it? I don't mean give it to them now, but I, like, as you say, just call it now. It's but you know what I can, yeah, I can honestly
0: say though, as a teacher, like of course there are always the kids who put in that effort in the final furlong. But generally, when you've been teaching kids for a year and a half, if you had to give a predicted grade, you would be there or thereabouts in terms of where they're at. Now, I mean, I was always kind of you know I'd always kind of err on the side side of caution and probably be a bit over generous when it comes to these mm. things. And now in saying that, I was always a really cautious marker leading up to their leaving circus. I was always like, you never know what's going to happen. So I'd always mark them down to kind of protect their feelings. But then bizarrely, it was only recently a student said to me that actually they thought that I was always marking them down because I didn't like them. That's how it translated then when the opposite was true, because I liked them so much that I wanted to just shield them from potential disappointment. So instead of giving them the A, I would always give them the B because I would very rarely give A's, especially when it came to English or H1s, H2s. But like you would have an idea of where the kids are at now. Like for some bizarre reason, the Irish government, it's like, it's so strange, the whole school situation, because it's like everything is falling apart, but they keep saying they keep focusing on the schools everything is falling apart but the Ooh. schools are still open it's all okay the schools are still open it's really strange it's like this is their reference point for how well they are doing like even at the end of the summer it didn't matter what the figures were Hall, martin and co were sending those kids back to school it's this is just- like this is how they judge their level of success
1: it's just bizarre it's so odd. Or even, like, yeah, the pressure on getting the Leaving Cert students back into school, whereas, like, there's obviously going to be people now that won't have childcare and blah de blah blah and will still have to work. I, I, ju- I just don't... I really... I don't get the big hoo-ha about the leave. And as you say, like, just dragging the fucking arse out of it and it's not fair
0: on the kids either
1: like they're just ridiculously bad and
0: and what I don't understand about the numbers and I mean I'm not I'm not good at stats but just looking at where the numbers are at now personally I can't foresee how will it be safe before the summer for the kids to go back to school like how are we going to get that number down to a point where it's safe for them to go back it's so high at the moment
1: but even I think the way it works, we were talking about it there this evening when we were watching the news or whatever, is that like so. Say at the moment the figures, the numbers are at their peak, right? And, and then hope the that. lockdown will bring them down again. But the, in terms of the numbers being at their peak, the people who get who get are hospitalised after contracting it. It's usually a few weeks after they've contracted yeah. it. So, the numbers are at their peak, but the people in ICU or whatever are not at their peak. So, even no. as the numbers come down, there'll be probably more people hospitalized because you don't just contract it and then boom, you're in the hospital the next day, usually. Mm. It's a kind of a, a gradual build up, decline, whatever way you want to phrase it. So, it's not even as shit as it's going to be.
0: But I just, I really, looking at the timeline, I find it so bizarre that first of all, they were so reticent to come out yesterday when in the North, they were saying there are no exams this year. The jig is up, like it's done. And the Irish government and specifically Norma Foley, the department, they wouldn't even say whether or not the kids were going back to school on Monday. Like this is what, as my mother calls it, whistling past the graveyard. Like this is just complete denial. And then they say, look, okay, they're not going back for January. I mean, I would be shocked if the schools are back in February. It would make no sense to me if they were back. Yeah.
1: And I think at the start of the lockdown, what gave people hope, and I understand why it changed because, you know, the information changed and the circumstances changed, blah, blah, blah. But I think what gave people a lot of comfort was when it was clear information about what was gonna happen and where we were going to be at and we're going to get to this stage and then we were going to review it and if we're at this stage we can move forward but if we're not we'll have to stay in that position. So I think even for like the students and parents and whatever, if it was just a very clear clear message of boom, this is what's happening, that would actually Take a, that would alleviate some of the stress for people, I think. But I of think course, the it's the whole thing of not, it's the uncertainty.
0: Not, I think, on, like, uncertainty breeds anxiety. anxiety.
1: How, is, how are the teachers like today, Wednesday? How are the teachers meant to organize this three day week by Monday?
0: I was thinking that even in terms of timetabling, I'm not sure because how I'm that sure would like work.
1: There's some teachers that have. So there's some teachers that may have like one sixth class, so they've got to get into the school. But then are they are they like rushing home then to do the Zoom with like their second years that they have or whatever the, you know what I mean? Like whatever the fuck it is. Do they have to change their timetable then to accommodate well, d- the day thing and then change the rest of their timetable? Yeah, table? because it's a domino effect. So if you change one timetable and you're changing them all, And then obviously that has to fit in with what everyone else is doing as well.
0: I mean, I just feel... It's so strange that they're not, I mean, they're not rowing in with what our nearest neighbors are saying on this issue. Now I know our nearest neighbors, our neighbors are very much up shit. Neighbors are very much up shit. Greek when it comes to this. So I'm not like saying, Oh, we should be more like them by any stretch of the imagination. But I think on this, yeah. this issue, they were right to call it now. That's the one point that I think we should be, I mean, we should be obviously mirroring that behavior here. And aside from anything else, as you say, Emma, wouldn't, like, wouldn't it just be a big relief to everyone to know, okay, we're going to do predictive grades this year. So what that means is it's a safety net. You might be in school when you're, you know, we might return to school before the summer. We might not, but either way, it's going to be predictive
1: grades. And everyone's going to put their head down then, well, the people who are going to put their heads down are going to do it then because they know, right, like this actually means something, you know what I mean? But I mean, most students are
0: like, they're conscientious people. That's what they are at the end of the day, like they're people. Like you and me, I mean, they're, they're going to say, okay, fair enough. Like that doesn't mean my leaving search. I can sit back and relax because it's still happening. Like they're well able to compute that it is still an exam. Yeah. It's just happening in a different way, but everyone could relax. Then I really don't understand. like putting this pressure on ourselves to still have an exam when, as you say, it's going to be, it's not going to be a leaving search in any real sense based on the time that has been missed. And it's just really putting so much pressure on everyone.
1: You kind of feel like in a way with the decisions that are being made, and like we've all done this, but you'd hope that your political leaders wouldn't fall into the trap. You know, that the way we've all said things of, oh, I think whatever, whatever will open back up, or I think it will be over by in, or, you know, I think during the summer we'll all be able to go on holidays. A lot of the time you're basing this stuff on what you want to happen, so I feel like with the school thing, they're like the oh no, the leaving start will happen. It's not being based on any facts. It's just that that's what they want to happen.
0: Yeah, it's you know like what you it, yeah,
1: know what it feels like. Well, it's we've like certain times, you know, where we've um, been like looser about certain things than other things. You know what I mean? Like because. I'm sure like, you know, 98% of the population have taken all the restrictions and blah 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 um, You know, absolutely. But I'm sure there was times during, whenever, when numbers were low, that people were like bending the rules like a little bit to kind of suit something that they wanted to do or something in their life, whether it was, do you know, whether it was someone's fucking birthday or whatever the fuck it was. And, you know, at this stage, you kind of have to, you can't be too judgmental on people. for Like, unless they have a big fuck-off, like, raves or whatever, but you can't be too judgmental with people at this stage of the game because it's been going on so long, and it's it is very hard for people to keep it up this long. But you don't want your political leaders, decision-makers, kind of, just, like, falling into that kind of stuff. Like, they're meant to be leaders.
0: Yeah, no, you don't. And I th- I think you're spun on, Emma, when you say that I think there's an element of, you know, I suppose, visualization manifestation going on here, like that people say, if I say in enough... It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I mean, it's like me saying, you know, when I think back to relationships that were clearly over, and me saying, no, I really think we're going to get back together. We're going to get back together. We're going to get back. Yeah. I mean, it's not based on any factual evidence whatsoever. It's just, I mean, honestly, me Hall Martin obviously has you no know, more than Jerry Honeywell back in the day. Do you remember... When, she, when we did had that whole tour of the gaff and she was talking about the dad and the smell of the, the, the yeah. deep fat fryer and yeah. or my dad's with me because I get the smell of chips. And then she also produced a picture of George Michael and she had written three things she wanted to achieve on the back of the picture of George Michael and put it into a frame and two out of the three had happened. She never told us the third. She kept that card quite close to her chest. And... Um, but like, is that what me what Mihal Martin's done here? Has he got a calendar? Has he yeah. got his fall calendar and written like just for that period in June, leaving sir, just in a big permanent marker? And he's like, look, I'd love to change it, guys, but that marker is permanent. It's written on the calendar now. It's happening.
1: I just, I just don't fucking get it. I mean,
0: so students are going to be they're going to be stepping over dead bodies. In the schoolyard you know to think, get in to get their leave cert exam.
1: You know what I feel like they're trying to do? I feel like they're trying to save their neck and they're trying to... They Do they think like that making this decision will keep them in favour, like will keep them popular? Like, the, the loosening of restrictions over Christmas, I mean, it was too much. It was, disaster. was too much. I, but I mean, we, you they know... we did that for to be in favour with the public to stay in but like that's what they did that for and I kind of feel like is this do they think that this is what the public wants that the public wants the Leaving Cert to go ahead because the media seem to make a big fucking thing out about the Leaving Cert and the fact of the matter is if you're not doing the Leaving Cert or you, you don't know it's someone is it. nobody gives it and what? in this country we are obsessed with the Leaving Cert like
0: My auntie would always say that, so shout out to Auntie Jarre. Like, she would always give out about the media's obsession. Like, the RT, like six o'clock news, we have a reporter sent off to some school in Leitrim to talk to people about English Paper One. How did you find it? Yeah, grand. Like, what? Like, sorry, why isn't that reporter being sent off to the Yemen to find out like what is, like to actually investigate a real news story. It's really not fair on kids either because it's hyping it up to such an extent. I mean, when was the last time somebody asked you what you got on your Neenwin search? Nobody cares. It has not defined my life in any way. It is so bizarre. We are so singular as a nation when it comes to this. And I think with the Christmas thing, you know, you like exactly that. Like they were really just trying to stay in our favor. I mean, ultimately is the tail wagging the dog or is the dog wagging the tail? But I anyway, mean, happy Christmas, Emma. Happy Nolignam
1: Lift me up.
0: Oh, stop our queen. Absolutely love her. <laughs> um, on the plus, on the, on, actually attend on a bit of positive news. I did hear yeah. today that Victoria, it's been confirmed. She's all in for the reunion tour. That's something it's to look co- for. heart, it? I know. Is well, I- you know what I was thinking. I was happy on one hand, but the other hand, I was like, "Does Victoria something know something we don't know? Like, are we all going to be dead yeah. by then?" I wonder who who cracked her. Well, I don't think it would be Mel B. I don't I think it would no. be.
1: I was going to say, I think could it be Mel B?
0: But I think Mel B kind of pissed them all off when she said about herself and Jerry having the sneaky shift. I think it could have been Mel C. I I would imagine Mel C is kind of a gentle persuader.
1: Well, I think that Mel B would have gotten the ball rolling because Mel B has had... Well, I haven't heard much about her recently, but she had had a bit of a time of it. Oh, yeah. She was the one pushing the tour, for sure. Yeah. So I think... I don't know, maybe she started to get to her, but that'll be interesting. Well, I think Mel B started the
0: initial WhatsApp group.
1: Yeah.
0: And got the chat going. But I think Mel C then just kind of messaged Victoria privately and was like, I think this could be really good for you. And realistically, Dave had probably told her it be a bit of
1: fun. Do it Do for you know- Harper. <laughs> Do you know um, the last Spice Girls documentary I watched and it was said it was about the Spice Girls and then them discussing about when Jerry left or whatever the one who actually came across really well was Victoria I thought
0: But interviewers used to say that that Victoria was always very easy to deal with in interviews and did come across like very I mean she always struck me as very funny like quite a witty person She just seemed
1: very together and she seemed to kind of know what was what.
0: Yeah, kind of understated in interviews, but that's something more than one interviewer actually would have said about her. I'd
1: say she was probably one of the more professional people out of the group. You know, I'd say I'd say being in a group with Melby or Jerry could get tiresome after a while. How
0: were none of them up on a murder charge? Like, how did Jerry and Melby making out of that band alive?
1: Don't know.
0: Imagine being on the tour bus with Melby and Jerry.
1: Do you think they'll let uh, Victoria do her song that she did with Dane Bowers? Yeah
0: man And of course Katie Price puts that you remember that that she put that um that duet down she put her the demise of her relationship down to that duet that Victoria had with Dane because she was like, Yeah, just when he started hanging out with Victoria, like it just started to get like really like up himself and that that I uh, Dane changed when he started hanging out with Victoria.
1: What's he up to now, huh? Uh, what? Did you, go, you went to see Spice Girls,
0: didn't you? No, you went to see them and I was very I upset. I thought you went to see them. No, I was very distressed to hear you would go without me. Not that like, you went with an entirely oh, separate group of people that I've never met, but I still, still felt shunned. <laughs>
1: Oh, you see, like, I'm one of these people that, like, I would have seen the tickets or I would have seen it and be like, oh, yeah. And then somebody else just put the wheels in motion. Do you know that kind of way? I, you, I were, under-
0: you were a Victorian. There was a Mel B who set up the WhatsApp yeah. group and bought the tickets.
1: Exactly. Yeah. My ticket, it was done and dusted. But Mel B
0: would be like, can I have your credit card, though? because I'm not supposed to be putting anything through my bank at the moment, but like I'll book it. I'll book it, no problem. But it's just, (laughs) I have to use somebody else's card. I can give the cash, but...
1: I'd say Mel B loves an L credit union loan.
0: Oh God.
1: I'd say Mel B...
0: Yeah, I'd say she's had more than one car loan in the last few years. That old chestnut, the car breaking down. Anyway, listen, that's a whole other story. It's been an absolute pleasure... Oh, can I give a shout-out to a couple of new patrons?
1: Oh, do, yeah.
0: Looking at get out of my mind. Sail away, sail away, set away. Okay, two seconds. We're going into the Gmail. We're going into our patrons. We're living our lives. Big shout-out as well. and um, We'll just give a little bit of a spiel there, Emma, maybe on the patron, just when I'm finding them.
1: Do you want to give yes. a spiel this week? So the patron, you can support us, Five euro a month, extra content is whacked up. We also have a WhatsApp group where we all keep in touch. Um, it'd be great if you could support us. We do need the money. We're <laughs> in a pandemic now. Um, it's getting pretty serious. Uh, if you're listening to this now and you've listened, I'm going to be generous this week because I feel like you know rolling this together and all the rest of it. But if you've listened to like 30 episodes and you're not putting your hand in your pocket in some way, you're a fucking disgrace. Just going to say that flat And out. we
0: did, we did actually do a bit of maths today, didn't we, Emma? We were saying, if you don't, if you haven't put the hand in the pocket yet, guys, and you feel five euro is too much of a stretch, what about a euro?
1: Start, like, I mean, a euro. Give us a euro, guys. Like if you thing. A euro. You're, you're, you're perfectly happy to get yourself the cappuccino in Circle K, even though you know chances are it's going to be a monkey cappuccino. You still take that risk. Yeah? You still take You have take
0: one that. sip, and then you get to your destination, you get the cappuccino, you forget you forgot, about it. Yeah. You then pour it out onto the grass. That's what you're doing
1: That's with that cappuccino. You're you're essentially pouring out our fucking dreams. I see you at the weekend when you get your takeaway and you pay your delivery charge, and you think you want to show off and be a nice person, and you also give the delivery person the tip, and you don't think that you think that we don't deserve a tip for all this fucking free content you've been getting. Like it's a fucking disgrace.
0: A euro, just please, guys, would you go on the Patreon for No on? And just give us a euro, please. No, if you're like, I
1: don't, don't. A euro. I shouldn't have to say this again. Don't you dare be sliding into my fucking DMs. Don't you fucking dare. I only take a message now to the patron. I'm not taking any of this. My sister lives oh, in fucking Dubai. Yeah. She doesn't mean
0: She'd love me. a shout out. She, she loves.
1: She you know loves. what I'd love? is a, a euro. Euro. <laughs> If she's in Dubai, she can fucking throw a euro. She's Let's, not
0: paying tax in Dubai. She's
1: paying, she's paying fucking 15 quid for her takeaway cappuccino and she can't throw a euro.
0: I. It's just, I tell you, well, listen, a me euro. Hoop. That's all we want to say, me hoop and a euro and Dubai. Just
1: leaving those three Oh words my God, uh, I was absolutely pissed at myself the other day when you said uh, a euro yeah
0: how about that one singular like the irish government's vision for skills absolutely singular just just one just one
1: i'm getting pissed off now i'm giving this podcast fucking six weeks max and then i'm fucking i'm out of here because i'm just fucking sick of this
0: yeah well i mean we do need the euro guys i'm not gonna lie because two comedians decided to have a baby so that was a good idea
1: wasn't it? You're completely hooked. I mean, and I'm then hooked. you go
0: to the they're bank, and they're like, "What job do you have? Comedians? No. Computer says no. So a euro would be great. I'll tell you who does think we're worth a euro. Do. Uh, Jen, Alan. Okay, these are our new patrons: Jen, Alan, Heather, at uh, Brian, David. Uh, we have Marie, Joanne. We've got Elisa. We've got Alison, we've got Maria, we've got Steph, we have got Kira, we've got Ronan, we've got Suzanne, we got Jennifer. Thanks, guys. It does mean so much. And again, I did a bit of maths. I think about 10% of our listeners are actually patrons now, which means 90% have to give a euro. But look, we don't want to do the hard sell too much. That's not us. We're all about the soft sell,
1: soft, easy sell we're Melcy. I'm sick of it now Julie I'm fucking sick of it on that note I've said it straight I've been Julie J. I've been Emma join God bless this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with Headstuff
0: and the podcast studios Dublin find out more